Hello, this is Robert Barge. Welcome to Redemption's Table, where every week we will gather around this table with a special guest to explore the most appetizing ingredient in this menu called life, redemption. I believe in redemption. I believe everybody hungers for redemption, everybody. And the truth is, redemption is all around us every day. It is a recipe that God the Creator sets before us every single moment of our lives. Unfortunately, so much emphasis is placed upon the bad, many have difficulty seeing, experiencing, and tasting the good. So I'm setting out on a journey, going table to conversation, to accentuate the reality of redemption in the lives of everyday people like you and me. A reality that, I believe, finds its ultimate expression in Jesus of Nazareth, who is the not-so-secret ingredient to the redemption we all seek. So, come hungry, join the meal, because party of redemption, your table is now ready. Well, there you are. Welcome back to this September table. Today, it's just me and you and anybody else who happens along to join us. And even though I wish there was somebody sitting here for us to share a conversation with today, I am nonetheless excited about this episode because you are about to be given a challenge, maybe one of the best challenges you will ever receive. I kid you not. We'll get to that challenge in just a moment. Perhaps you've noticed the title of today's episode, Crazy. We're going to be crunching on some crazy today. Before it's over with, you might think I'm crazy. And I'm here to tell you, I know I am. Psalm 139, one of my favorite psalms, a psalm of David. Oh Lord, you have searched me, you've known me, you've formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. My paraphrase of that last part, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully weird. Wonderful, wacky. Wonky are your works. My soul knows it very well. I'm crazy, and so are you. I'm judging you by judging me first, but I figure we're all crazy. Paul Simon sang a few years back, he would not be convicted by a jury of his peers. I can tell you, I would be. I'm going to give you some examples to prove my point. When I was 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there, I came up with this idea of a goal that I would like to have pursued at the time. I wanted to walk on every acre of land on the earth. That's, that's just weird. So if you go back 50 years ago and you remember a young boy walking across your farm, your ranch, your backyard, that was probably me. I had to be in middle school when I first thought of that. Only a middle schooler could come up with something that absurd. As I was prepping this podcast, I got curious. Was that even possible? So I googled it. Here's what I learned. Earth's surface is 126 billion acres. 37 billion of those acres are land. So I did some calculating. If I walked eight hours a day at three miles per hour, I could cover 607.187 acres per day. So I divided 37 billion acres by 607.187 acres per day to discover it would take me 60,936,746 days to walk every acre of land on the face of the globe. Now, if I live to be 100, which I kind of doubt, I'm only going to live 36,500 days. That's about 60,936,000 days short. 
But that does give me something to do when God creates a new earth. I'm crazy. Here's another idiosyncrasy of mine. When I was about 10 years of age, I began to grasp the concept of movies and how they differed from television shows. I became a film fan, in particular westerns. When I was about 10 years old, I got a notebook and I began to write down and count every movie I have ever seen. I think I started doing this because every now and then I would sit down to watch something and realize, oh, I've already seen this. So I kept a record so I would not waste time watching something twice. I still keep records of movies to this day. Right now, up to this date, I have watched 6,420 movies. That's a lot. It's almost embarrassing. I like stories, though. When I was a child, I thought as a child. I have hopefully put away childish things, but I am still possessed by a holy curiosity. If I discover something good, whether it's good writing, good music, good art, good food, if God speaks and feeds my soul with a song lyric or a well-written book or a hiking trail or a certain speaker, it's game on. I want to explore it. I want to examine it to the full. One of my favorite smartphone apps is Shazam because new songs are always finding me. For example, one of my favorite songs right now is by a group called Vampire Weekend. The song Harmony Hall. The opening guitar rhythm hooked me the first time I heard it, and the lyrics speak to me. The chorus goes this way. It says, In the stone walls of Harmony Hall bear witness. Anybody with a worried mind can never forget the sight. Wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified. I don't want to live like this, but I don't want to die. I like that. I also have a knack for imitation, for imitating a singer's voice. Early in life, that main voice was Elvis Presley. At our 35th and 40th high school reunion, I was invited to return to the stage and belt out a few Elvis songs. However, when the 45th reunion rolls around, I want to perform Bruno, Mark's, Bruno Mars's Uptown Funk. Julio gets a stretch. My daughter, Lauren, and her husband-to-be Chase invited a Michael Buble impersonator from Arizona to perform at their wedding reception. At the time, I did a pretty mean cover of Buble's song, Everything. So I asked and received permission to sing that song at my daughter's wedding reception. I would love to sing that song in worship sometime. I sometimes find church worship stifling because we limit ourselves to singing over and over again about a third of the hymns that are in the hymn books. I figure at best, maybe about 200 songs are in each church's individual repertoire. But I can think of 10,000 songs to sing in church. And singing the chorus of Michael Buble's Everything to God would fit right in. And in this crazy life, and through these crazy times, it's you, God. It's you. You're every line. You're every word. You're everything. You see, I believe all the best love songs are songs you could also sing to God. Bob Dylan's, Adele's, To Make You Feel My Love. Peter Townsend's, Let My Love Open the Door. Tom Petty's, I Won't Back Down. It's not necessarily a love song, but it's a strong song about making a, a commitment. Even Ozzy Osbourne's, I'm going off the rails on a crazy train. I mean, sometimes that would be the perfect way 
to open a worship service. And that brings us back to crazy. You may think I'm crazy. I know I am. So are you. And that has always been so. Crazy is not a bad thing, especially good crazy. It's akin to John Lewis's good trouble. He said, get in good trouble, necessary trouble. trouble." I want to encourage you to get into some good crazy. In a moment, I'm going to give you a challenge on how to do that. And it's the same challenge that God's Spirit placed upon my heart this summer. When the Spirit nudged me with this challenge, I realized, you know, this challenge explains my life. It gives definition to my walk with Jesus. It is something that I have always understood to be so. It just fits faith. I go back to my teenage years when I was 16 or 17. I was drawn to a command of Jesus in Luke 9.23, the Gospel of Luke 9.23, where Jesus said, If anyone wants to follow me, take off after me, walk with me, live my life, here are three things you need to do. Number one, deny yourself. Two, Take up your cross daily. Three, follow me. Early on, I seemed to understand as best I could, Jesus means what he says here. Deny yourself, drop yourself, pick up surrender and sacrifice in my way of life, and come on. It took me longer to figure out this is not easy, but it is necessary. Saying yes to Jesus on these three commands creates an environment where faith and trust flourish. Your life, my life, is not about what I want, not about what you want. Your life is about what you need to do in your life to get you off the path of self, off the path of this world, and on the path of overflowing, abundant life. Jesus is letting us in on the truth here. If you're going to follow me, you're also going to flip the script this world keeps trying to give you. If you're going to follow me, get ready for some crazy. Get ready to see some of what the prophet Jeremiah tried to say in Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me and I will answer you, God says, and I'll tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Get ready to see in advance what the Apostle Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 2.9. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love him. Get ready to live life on a whole different level. Have a crazy curiosity. See with the eyes of crazy possibility. You see, having a Crazy curiosity opens up all kinds of crazy possibilities, and that will help you recognize crazy opportunities. There's a need for more crazy in the world, the right kind of crazy. The crazy that leads someone to be surprised by ultimate truth. The ultimate truth that God loves us and is crazy about us. And he sent his innocent son to be crazy enough to die on the cross for our guilt. That's crazy. Here's the real crazy part. The stories you read in the Bible, they are all true. So here's a challenge. I feel like we need a drum roll here. Here's the challenge. Do one crazy, absurd thing every month. Do one crazy, absurd thing every month, something crazy and absurd that only God will understand and approve of. 
This is not going out and doing something crazy for the sake of being crazy. And this is not going out and doing something in Jesus' name that has nothing to do with the Jesus of the Bible. One of the things I've noticed through the years is the version of Jesus that many believers seem to admire most is the Jesus who went into the temple and started flipping tables. I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard someone come up to me. They said, well, even Jesus got angry. Well, yes, he did. I trust his anger. I don't trust mine. I don't necessarily trust yours. And it seems to me many of us want to follow the Jesus that flipped tables more so than we want to follow the Jesus that served tables or bust tables or prepared tables. I've never had anyone come up to me and say, even Jesus washed feet. <laughs> so there's the challenge. Do one crazy, absurd thing every month. Something crazy and absurd that only God will understand and approve of. How do I know if it is a crazy thing? How slow is it for others to grasp what you are feeling led to do? Crazy God things are often misunderstood, even by other Jesus followers. Crazy God things are often innovative. God is always doing a new thing. Yet they uh, appear absurd to those who might be holding the ropes of religious status quo. I, I can tell you, I've been misunderstood by fellow pastors, by denominational leaders, and that's okay. It's okay because I'm not doing these crazy things for them. I'm doing it out of obedience to the one who is the giver of all good and crazy things. Now, I don't know where Jesus is going to lead you on this wild and crazy challenge, but I trust that he will if you dare to take this challenge. I want to give you some examples of some crazy, some things that I have done in my life. I'll give you three. 14 years ago, God gave me a 30-day challenge to present to people called the Jesus Test. It was this simple. The Jesus Test is encouraging someone. If, if Jesus is who he claims to be, the only way to, to enter into a relationship with the one who created you, the only way to have a relationship with God, if Jesus is that, and if you've never trusted in him, wouldn't it behoove you to at least know for yourself what Jesus said and what Jesus did? Wouldn't it behoove you to take the Jesus test for 30 days? That was a crazy idea when God's Spirit nudged me with it. It still is. It's amazing to me. There are 5,000 copies of the Jesus test book in circulation out there right now. For several, several years, there was a Jesus test app on smartphones. And I'm feeling led again to update the Jesus test and put it out in a brand new format, YouTube, 30 short videos. That's one crazy idea. Here's another one. I felt led several years ago to begin a weeknight worship event called Broken. Broken Worship Gathering. It's not a church. has no intention of ever becoming a church. We'll never meet inside a church building. But nevertheless, it is there for broken people, which is everybody. Broken is who we are. It's not all we are, though. And this is the place where we might sing, I'm going off the rails on a crazy train, and I won't back down. And, and yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. And everybody's welcome. 
For me, there is more spiritual life meeting in a setting like that than in any weekly religious service of expectation, a.k.a. Sunday or Wednesday. And while I'm on the subject of crazy, take this podcast. This is a crazy God idea, Redemption's Table. Back before the pandemic stole part of the pleasure of it, of sitting down to a common table in a restaurant or for dessert or for coffee and record that conversation with all the ambient sounds in the background, I still but still believe this is one of the craziest and best ideas God has ever given me. And that's it. It's God crazy. It's outside the box, outside the norm. It's way past the 28th chapter of Acts, but it still belongs in the same book. So those have been some heavy-duty, crazy things that I have sensed God leading me to do. But this challenge that we're talking about, do one crazy, absurd thing every month, something crazy and absurd that only God will understand, that only God will approve of, doesn't have to go that big. I only shared those three examples because they are already out there. People have to know about them in order for them to be somewhat effective. But this monthly crazy absurd that I'm talking about here would most likely be better off if known only to you and only to God. That's part of the point. I would love to share with you what God led me to do in August and what he's already led me to do in September, something I did back several days ago. Both of them were crazy. Both of them stirred faith and life overflowing in me. I was just being obedient to what God asked of me. But these crazy ideas is a crazy, it's a fun secret only Jesus and I share right now. And if he ever wants them to be revealed, he'll let them out. I'll give you an idea, uh, a thought I had this morning of an, a, a crazy idea, something that you might could possibly do, and this is just to get you started. I don't have any immediate plans to do this, but every Sunday morning on my way to worship, I pass a half a dozen workers in orange vest picking up trash on the side of the road on the side of the interstate. And this morning as I was driving by, I thought to myself, you know, one Sunday morning I ought to stop and visit every one of them. Have a Krispy Kreme donut for them, or a cup of Starbucks, or a Coca-Cola, or a bottle of water, their choice, and just encourage those folks, because I'm guessing they are out there doing community service. That just gives you an example. I'll give you another one. Sometimes God nudges you to visit a place maybe that he's brought into your life years ago. For example, I've been talking about the Taos Pueblo in New Mexico in my Christmas sermons for probably 25 years. A few years ago, I felt a God nudge to go to Taos and be there during their 30-day observance every year that they have called the time of being still. Most of the time, the crazy and absurd will be for others, those things that God nudges you to do. But every now and then, God will intend the crazy and absurd to be for you. One of my favorite lines in the movie, We Bought a Zoo. Matt Damon, I believe, is the one who delivers the line. He says, he says you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you, something great will come of it.
So there's your challenge. Do one crazy, absurd thing every month. Something crazy and absurd that only God will understand and approve of. And I'm excited here in about a week or two, one of my favorite all-time people is going to be a guest on the podcast, and uh, that'll be coming up. Got a conversation coming up very soon. But before we wrap up today, I I want to just kind of point back to a few podcasts we have just had within the last month, month and a half. I hope one of the hallmarks of Redemption's Table is to bring crazy to the table. Crazy as far as the way the world looks at things. And last conversation I had was with Josh Richardson. He is the one who God led to prepare the Jesus harmonies, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The gospel all rolled into one story. He's got a website, plusnothing.com. And I encourage you, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to Jesus Plus Nothing, that's the name of that episode with Josh Richardson. Go back and listen to that. Go to plusnothing.com. Check out those Jesus gospel harmonies. Order some. They're free, and, and, and they look mint. I mean, they look high, high, high shelf. They just, they're well done. Order those for yourself. And then twice since the spring, we have had two different podcasts focusing on children's hope. The, the orphanage and the ministry in Haiti. Several weeks ago, I sat down at Dreamland Barbecue in Montgomery, Alabama with Jarrett McCrory, who is the executive director of Children's Hope. And we talked about a concert that is coming up in Montgomery, Alabama. If you live in the area, you can attend the concert. You can watch the concert virtually. Shane and Shane will be in concert at First Baptist Church, Montgomery, Alabama on September the 23rd. When this podcast is released, that'll be about eight days. And you have the crazy opportunity. If you give $100 to Children's Hope, that enters you, enters your name in a drawing for a, an incredible guitar, the Hope Guitar, crafted by my luthier friend, good friend, Hank Tuton. Hank had the crazy idea to make a guitar, and, and Hank is a craftsman. To make this guitar, it's a beautiful guitar, a $20,000 guitar, give it to Children's Hope to auction off to raise money for Children's Hope Orphanage. So if you haven't checked that out, childrenshope.com. We're going to end today by listening to one of my favorite singers. She's going to play the Hope guitar, Sandra McCracken. Till next time at this table, when you hear the words, Party Redemption, your table is now available. Take the challenge. Take the crazy challenge. Do it. Do it. God is daring you. It's a good dare. Until then. Hey, I'm Sandra McCracken. Um, I'm really so thrilled to get to play this guitar and to be part of this special occasion for Children's Hope Orphanage. And um, a lot of folks are playing this guitar right now and just the idea of like putting our hands on this and then sending it off the idea of blessing from one to another um and we all play some small part in that and you play some small part in that and um it's really just want to say thanks to you for um lending your time and blessing this organization and for the 
for those that will receive this gift. So um, thanks for letting me be part.